Erevin Dafnun Hey, five lines to the bottom of Amin of Nundal on Beis Amar Bchista. In Torah Nicholas El Bissimanim, Torah is only acquired through making symbols or signs or mnemonics, some sort of memory aids to remember the member as well as the Tano or the Amar that said that member. Shneimat says in the pasuk Simon Fim, I'll take a Don't say place. Ela Simana make a Simon. Shomer Tachlifim Marava Azul Amar Kamed Ravo. Rav Tachlifim from the West Merit Saul heard this member of Bchista and he went and said in front of Ravo. Amar Ravo said, I say Mehasim Astinola. You learn from over there. Anam we learn from a different pasuk that set up signs for yourself. Make make signs and ways and symbols and memory aids to understand and remember Tario. means a that when they saw the bones of a person, then they built on top of it some sort of a marker in order to know that there was Thomas Mace over there, so you don't cause true more mice to become Tommy. We learn make signs for the tired. That's Lusher As Rashi explains, that people should know that Tamim should know if there's a set time for the shear to take place every day, then they'll know the exact time to come and learn. And we continue on in Hayim and Alf. That what does it say in the pasuk that tired is not Bashmaim and it's not across the sea, which is Mashma. If it would be, then you would have to be matriach yourself and go and get the Torah and we learn if it would be Bishmaim you have to go after it and therefore the point is just like we said before you have to make study aids you have to be so careful to make sure that you remember the Torah therefore you don't say there's an excuse since I don't have a good memory I'll, I'll learn Torah that's good enough no you have a chiyab and a, and a responsibility to actually make simonim in order to remember the Torah the Torah is not Bishmaim which means that her is not found in someone that's hoardy and a balgaiva, you must be an honor. But like tips of a misham it's also not found in someone that thinks that his mind is as broad as the ocean. Now, that seems to be the same idea that his balgaiva. Rasha says as follows He relies on his own dots. He doesn't chaza the Gemara. The Gemara continues. The first case, he learns exactly like Rava, that's not found in someone who's a Balgaiva. The second words of he learns it's not found in someone that has to travel very far. Either he's a traveling peddler, a traveling salesman, or he's a salesman, but he stays in the city. But even so, since he's so busy with business and with sales, therefore he doesn't have time properly to learn. Like we learned before, Rashi points out, we said, and Rashi said before, and Tabin Chacham, ain't a right of Lotzi's Vlog He's a person that doesn't go out to the shuk. But if you're always busy with your business, then you never have time to chazer properly. We now return to our Mishnah, in which we explain that Erev Tchumen is measured from the edge of a city, and we don't look at the actual boundaries, but we measure based on squaring off a city. So, for example, if the city walls form a circle, or if a house protrudes further than other homes, we draw an imaginary line around, and we expand and our Ma'abed a city. Also, let's remember the idea that we don't start measuring the 2,000 Amas of Erev Tchumen, and the Tchum doesn't actually start from the edge of the city, but we expand the city by 72 third Amas on each side from the last house, which is the shear of a Kaf 
Kafiv, as we look at this space as an integral part of the city and to auxiliary area of the city and use for Tashmishah ear. Now the Gemara starts with Rabbi, so we're not going to explain every case because the Gemara is going to continue and explain them, but we're going to read them and explain them very simply. Tanur Abba, we learned from Rabbi, how do you extend the cities as we explain you extend it from certain parts of the city? If it's a long city, which means that's basically square, then you keep it the way it is. Agula, however, if it's surrounded, then we make a box around it, as we explained, we square it off, and therefore it becomes a larger Tchum Shabbos. If it's square, you don't make, and you don't protrude any corners to that, because it's already square, which the Gemara will explain. If one side, it's wider than the other side, therefore, for example, on one side of the city, the city measures one mile. The other side of the city, it's only a half a mile, and it forms some sort of a trapezoid, then the din is, you look at it again, and you square it off, and it becomes a square box of a mile long on each side. If you have either one house that's protruding from the city like a tower, or you have two houses that are protruding from the city like two towers, then then you look at it as if there's a string that goes straight across the area, and therefore it squares that side of the city off, and you count from that part and further 2,000 Amis. And once again, the Gemara is going to ask, if you do that with one house, then it's but by doing why do we need both cases? If the city was made like a hollow bow, or like the letter gam in Greek, which is an L-shaped letter, so therefore, let's think about that and let's visualize. They have a bow, which is filled in. It's like almost that the city was made as a U-shaped, or like the letter L, and therefore, you have an area where it's empty and hollow. There's no houses in that area. You fill up the entire u Space, and that becomes now the center of the city is considered filled, and therefore you could always walk 2,000 amas from that imaginary line going across the top of the U, and of course the bottom of U, you also fill in and make that a square, as the Rishon explained. The Gemara continues, we just said, when it's long, you make it the same way it is, you don't add any space to it because it's already square. So the Gemara says, of course if it's square, we don't have to square it off. The Gemara says, that we're not talking about an actual square, we're talking about a rectangle over here, and therefore you might think that let the width now be extended to match the length. So, for example, if it's a mile on one side and half a mile on the other side, maybe we'd say square it off and make the city considered a mile by a mile because that makes it a square. The chiddush is that the point isn't to square something off, but to give it corners. And therefore, since this has corners, therefore there's no din to actually go and make it an actual square. The Gemara says, on its actual square, you don't add corners. Over here for short pshita, it's an actual square and the Gemara answers that what happened over here is that it's a square that's true but it's actually made more like a diamond shape because it's not to the square of the actual world you might think you might think that the only way to consider something a square and what the Torah wants over here when we say that it has to be a square it has to be formed based on a straight line on the north on the south on the west and east but it would be actually in a diagonal way where you would turn it on its side like a diamond and then you would actually actually have to have straight lines on the north, south, west and east and therefore you would actually have more space. Kamash, well no, even if it's a 
a diamond, as long as it's a square, that's the Tchum Shabbos, and you don't get any extra space in such a situation. If one bias on the side, for example, let's say on the north side, you have one bias protruding. Now, if you have two bottom on the north side, one on the right side and one on the left side, of course you're going to take a string and go from one side to the other because you have two bottom. That almost is saying that we're bookending the city on this side by two houses. And if, of course, if by having one house on one side that's protruding, that extends the Trum Shabbos, of course, if you have two sides on the same side of the city, it should extend the Trum Shabbos. And the Gemara responds, what we're referring to over here is not that the two houses were on one side, for example, like we said, on the north side, but one house was on the north side, for example, and one house was on the south side. You might think, maybe on one side we say, okay, extend the city on one side because of one house. But maybe if you have one house that's just extending on one side and the other house on the other side, maybe you say it's on two sides, we're not going to give you this cooler. It doesn't make a difference. As long as you have a house on that side that protrudes, the din is that you get an extended Trum Shabbos. We said that if the city was made like a U-shape, like a bow, or like a letter L, like the Greek letter Gam, so Ravuna says, the explanation of the concept of being Kamin Kashas, he said, if a city is made like a bow, he says a very interesting concept. He says, the only way we said that is if the city, even though it's one city, but between the area at the top of the U, you only have 4,000 Amas, then it makes sense to now consider this as one city, and therefore you're allowed to carry from the top of the U and further 2,000 Amas, no matter where you are in the city. And what's the far behind that? As far as it makes sense, that when you're at each end of the top of the U, you could walk 2,000 Amas to the center, and then you'll meet within that area, and you'll be able to walk to each other, so therefore you consider that this is considered one city. However, once it gets more than 4,000 Amas, and a person that's on the right of the U, on the left of the top of the U, can't actually meet each other in the center, therefore we look at it as two separate cities, and therefore we don't have this cooler to say that you could start your Trum Shabbos at that top part, and just to visualize this better, when we're saying the top part that's between the two tops of the U, let's visualize the string of the bow, called the bow string, which is in the Gemara referred to as the Yeser, at that point, since it's over 4,000 Amas, and therefore they are not attached, and they have no Shaykhs to each other, therefore we don't look at it one city, and what would be the halacha? Rashi says, you actually look at each individual house as its own trum when it's going further above to the top of that U point, then you only have 2,000 amas from your actual house and you don't look at the whole city as one city. But Rashi shot a little bit difficult in the top places he says, it doesn't mean from the cashes itself like Rashi explains, that Tyson's point is that let's look at it as follows. Forget about the top of the U where we said you have the bowstring and that is more than 4,000 amas and therefore you can't look at it as one city and you look at it as two separate areas. But let's move down further into the center of the U where it's empty and let's find that point where the bowstring at that point would be 4,000 amas and Lafitte Tyson's any houses that are below that point would now have an extended amos for the Trum Shabbos because they could start from the bowstring where it would be 4,000 amos long at that point of the inside of the U, and we look at it, Ke'ilu, that it's full from that point and below. Now let's just keep in mind, as we show and explain, the question over here is only in the center of the U, where it's empty from houses, do you consider it that you could count from the center, the top of the center, or do you look at it, do you have to count from the caches? Machlech is rational tells you how to count it, but there's no 
question, on the bottom of the U, for sure we're going to square that off, because look at the bottom of the U as a semicircle, and as we said before in the Mishnah, as well as in the Brisa, if it's Agula, Oisilazavis, for sure, we circumscribe a box around the circle and make it square, so for sure in this case, that would be the case as well. The only question over here is, regarding our ability to extend the Trum Shabbos based on the center of the U being empty from any residence. Now we just saw from Funa that the Din is they have 4,000 Amis from each side of the city in order to consider that they attach and they have shaykhs to each other. So Fretimar, the Rabhuna say that it's such a large share of 4,000 Amis as long as each side can walk to the center and be able to get there based on their own Trum Shabbos you consider like you're together and you're Meshutif and you're one city. Rabhuna said let's say you had a city and there were walls around the city at one point and then they were breached and now then you only have 141 and a third Amis in order to be considered that they're still considered one city. Meaning, even though we said before that generally you have 70 and two-thirds Amis in order to be considered part of the city, the Ibuur Shalir, as we explained before, the concept of the Kafif, since that's generally used as Tashmisha here. However, over here, since now we look at it as two cities, each city has its own 70 and two-third Amis from the edge of that city. Now that we look at it as two separate cities because there's a breach in the wall, therefore you have 141 and a third Amis in order to be attached. But the point is that all you have is 141 and a third Amis. You don't have 2,000 Amis and definitely not 4,000 Amis. So the Gemara says, Amra Ba'ula, Loi Kasha, It's a very big difference. By the case of the Keshes, the actual city at the bottom of the U, everything was attached. So for example, if I want to walk from the top of the U and walk all the way around to the other side of the city, I could take a long path and definitely go the whole entire way and have no problem joining with each other and there's never a breach and never a break. And that's why Rafun says the only way to break this and consider it as two cities is only if at the top part there's such a large space of 4,000 Amis that there's no way to go as a shortcut between the two cities and meet with each other. However, in the case that Rav Huna was talking about, over there the Chaymas here broke. Now, it's completely separated and segregated from each other at all points by both sides of the city. On the east and the west, it was straight through a breach on both sides. And therefore, once you have more than 141 and a third Amis, that's considered a breach. It's considered two separate cities and therefore you would have separate Tchumi Shabbos. And the Gemara asked on this terrace, Mike Mashman, what's the Chiddush, the nice and Kafla Zu, the Kafla Zu, that you give each of these cities one entire area of a Kafla, 70 and two-thirds Amis, in order to connect with each other because that's considered Tashmisha air for each of the cities. Rav Huna Lachari said this exact concept one other time. The time we have a Mishnah, we turn to the Hey Amr Beis, nice and Kafla air, the Rameh, Rameh hold that every time that you measure 2,000 Amis, you don't measure the 2,000 Amis from the end of the city, but you extended by 70 and two-thirds Amis, which is called the Kafif, and is considered part of the city, like we explained, since it's used as an auxiliary area for the city to Tashmish The only time we said this concept of making an auxiliary area, and you have this extra space, is only between two cities. But generally, when you just have one city by itself, you're not going to use this concept of, say, 70 and two-thirds. Basically, the is saying that in order to connect cities, then we look at it and say, are these two cities connected? We look at it as connected as long as there's no law larger of a space, of empty space of 72-300 between the two cities, and on that we learned Rav Huna Amar, Rav Huna said about the Chachamim Kavlazu v'Kavlazu, even the Chachamim said Le'omim Kavl ben Shteheros it doesn't mean that you're only allowed to have 72-300 Amis between two cities, you're actually allowed to have 141 and a third Amis between each city, because each of the cities is allotted a 72-300 auxiliary area 
for their city's Tashmashir. They need space outside the city for things that they need for their city. That even if you're Rabbanon, all you get is one coffee, you get 72 thirds Amis between two cities in order to be considered that they're one city. If it's more than 72 thirds Amis, then it's not considered one city, but it's considered two cities. But the point is, Rav Huna himself says that you get 141 and one third Amis. So you see, he said it one time before. The Mara says, Srikha, we need the Chiddush in both places. Because if we said it over here, by the case of the Chaymas Heir Shinifritzah, where it was breached between the city, but at one point, there was a Chaymas Heir around it. And therefore, originally this was considered one city, and therefore we say, now you're going to have to have 72 thirds Amis for each one. But over there, where this is the way it was originally built, maybe we'd only give them 72 thirds Amis. Kamash Malay says, no, each city gets its own auxiliary area because they all have their own Tashmishi area. And if the only dinner of Huna said is by the case of the two cities, maybe the whole point of giving them any Tashmishi and any 72 third Amis area is only because each city needs their own individual space. And therefore, we have two cities. It makes a lot of sense. They need 141 and one third Amis. But in the case where there's a breach of a wall of a city where it was at one point one city, therefore, you might think over there the din would be they only get 72 thirds Amis because you know that they were originally acting as one city and therefore they don't have many Tashmisha here. They definitely are not considered two cities for that reason. The Gemara says, on that, Rafuna says also, you still get the same din of having 141 and one third Amis. The Gemara continues, how much space could you have between the bowstring and the bottom of the Kasha? So before we were talking about how much space you could have from right to left at the top of the U, now we're going from the top of the U to the bottom, from the highest point of the U to the lowest point in the U. How much space could that be? Rabbi Rafuna Amal Paimama, Rabbi Rafuna says, all you can have is 2,000 Amis, Eitchum Shabbos, and his son, Rabbi Braid, Rabbi Rafuna Amal, Afilu Yesum Al Paimama, even if it's more than 2,000 Amis, that doesn't make a difference. That's not a requirement that we need to be concerned with in order to be considered one city. Abaya says, Kavasi, the Rabbi Braid, Rabbi Rafuna Mustafa, it makes sense like him, the Bay Hada Asi Darapatim, because who cares how large it is, how tall it is, from the top of the U to the bottom of the U, you can always walk from the bottom of the U to the top of the U by using the sides, and therefore, even though you're out of the Tum Shabbos if you walk straight from the bottom to the top but by walking along all the bottom you're never going to be out of the Tum Shabbos and the length of the space in the center area where there's no bottom should not have any bearing on this halacha and we go back to our Mishnah that said Hayisham Kedudah one of the ways that you could extend the city is if you had some sort of a ruin of a house that was the walls were still 10 Tfachim high so even though it was ruined and was broken down but there were walls that were 10 Tfachim it's still considered a house but the gated in of being Ma'abar Ha'ir my good is what are we referring to? You have to have at least three walls, but at this point, there's no roof. Now, of course, if there's a roof, that's even better. But even if there's no roof, since at one point it was used as a bias that had the urine in there that people were able to use for living purposes, therefore, that's still a bias, even though now it's broken down and it's ruined. Maybe there would be a din that if you have two mechitzes and there's still a ceiling on it and a roof on top of it, maybe that would be okay also. And maybe it's only a din like this. If you have three mechitzes and there's no roof, that's still considered a bias. And if there's two mechitzes and there's still a roof, that would also be considered mao, what's it in? Tashma, we looked at the brysa and we have an extended brysa, and then we have one point, which is going to be a raya to this din. Elosh mima. These are the things which extend the city. Nefeshiyesh ba'aba amis alaba amis. If there's a matseva, a tomb, that is four amis by four amis, and there's generally a shayma inside that area, therefore it's considered a bias, and you would have a extension. Ba'agasha or a bridge. Ba'akevashiyesh ban basedira. Or a entire basic first, but you have a person, a shayma that has a house there, the entire basic 
Sikhara is now considered part of the city. Generally, basic classes is not a place where people live. But if there is a house, Lechazen, for the Chazen of the basic classes, or basic or is a base of a desire that has it in a house for a priest, or a stable, or a storehouse, in the field. Again, there's a place where the Shoyman could say, or in the field, or if there's a house that's on an island that's within 70 and two-thirds Amas from the city, in all these situations, it actually extends the city, and let's focus on the next few words because that's going to be the riot to the shadow we have about the case, first case of the Bryce is there was a tomb that was broken through from two sides and therefore there's only two walls standing or a bridge or a base forest that doesn't have base or or a bar or a cave or some sort of a pit or a fence or a pigeon coop or if there's a house on a Sfina, even though generally a bias on a Sfina, if the Sfina is within 72 thirds hours, why should not be included in the city? The answer is because a Sfina can move, and therefore, since it could be moving out of the area of 72 thirds hours, we don't count it. But the point is, in Eil Misarimimah, Katani Mias, where we have arrived from here because we said, what it would see is the Ikatikra, that even though there's a roof, that's still considered, that's not part of the city. It's just like, over here we're talking, the Lekatikra, it doesn't have any roof, and that's why it's not considered part of the city. But maybe if it would be two walls, but it would have a roof, that would still be considered part of the city. We just said a house on an island is considered part of the Tchum. L'chayr, what is that really for? A bias has to be something where people live. People generally don't live on an island by themselves. So We're referring to a case where you have a storehouse where they used to place the storage of all the utensils and kalim that they needed for a ship. They would have it in there and there would be a shaymer that would actually stay there, that's good enough to be considered part of the city. A cave cannot make an extension for a city, as we said at the end of the Bryce. Rabbi Kiyah had a Bryce that says, It does work. The case that we said, it does work, and it forms an extension to the city. When it's an actual house where someone lives at the opening of the cave. If there's a house over there, then you have a house there, and that itself should make an extension, and you don't need the concept of having a cave there. The Gemara says, what we're talking about over there is that the bias was actually less than four by four amis, and therefore it's not really considered a house. But because it's attached to a cave, generally a cave is not considered its own bias, and in and by itself it can't extend the city limits. However, because there's a bias and that's attached to the cave, and now it's four by four, then it would extend the city limits. And Tais points out that binyan even though we're allowing you to extend it by using the ma'ara, but the binyan, the actual house, has to be at least most of the four amis. Amravunafunan says if there are people that dwell in temporary huts, a Midlan element pestle him. Even though they are bunch of them together and you think that it forms a city, no, it never forms. You don't have concepts of ten cities. As long as it's temporary, each one has its individual Tom Shabbos. So much of Chisar of Chisar from the Yidden that were encamped in the midbah. That they were camped in the Yadin from Beisei Yashimais. So I once saw that area. With three passes by three passes, which is basically 12 mil by 12 mil, which is way more than the Tchum Shabbos. But Tanya, we learned the Bryce, Shay Nifton, when they went to the bathroom, when Klai saw was in the Midbar, they couldn't go to the bathroom in the middle of the Machro. So Ain Nifton, loyal flame, and you can't even go in front of you because you may travel there. And not to the side because you may travel there afterwards, it's not proper to go in those areas. But you go back
backwards because Klai Yisrael wasn't going to go backwards while they're traveling. But the Shaila is, since the Yidin in the Midbar were encamped in temporary huts, so the Chayra, they don't have a Tchum Shabbos based on the whole Machna. So a person that's at that one edge of the Machna has to go all the way to the other side is traveling or at least 12 mil. If you're traveling 12 mil, you're traveling way out of the Tchum Shabbos. How can you do that? Amalei Rava, Diglin Midbar Kamer. You ask me from Diglin Midbar, Kiv Nechsibiru, Alpi Hashem Yachter, Alpi Hashem So, Kamad Nechfilu Dami, of course, that's considered Kvua. Meaning, when we said that there's a concept of the Yashi Tzifrim, of people that are in temporary hearts, it doesn't have a Tchum Shabbos and it's not considered a city, that's generally. However, even temporary hearts or Oilem, like the Yidin had in Midbar, they're not considered temporary since it's Alpi Hashem. Therefore, they're considered like per- permanent areas and they're considered one Klai Yisrael and one Machna. Last piece, Rav Chinnus Barakana says in the name of Rashi, that even if you have a ten city, but within this ten city, you also have three chatzers of two batim. Therefore, now, since you have six houses of ter- permanent status, even though you have multiple houses that are temporary, all of that area becomes a city, and you would have a Tchum Shabbos from the edge of that city. And we will stop over here.